0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for friday august 28th 2020 i'm one of your hosts blessing adioye jr and joining me
1: is imran the don khan blessing so i borrowed a car from my sister-in-law for this like for oh the no comp- oh, uh, no, where is this going i did not realize how hunger games alternate side parking is that, oh like yeah I got to move the car on Friday because that's when street sleeping happens. I'm going to move it just to the other side of the street. It's going to be fine. Drove around for about 40 minutes looking for a space. Did not find one. Had to park in a metered space on the street over there until the show was over. Then I'm like, bolt out to go like either pay more or move that car again. But holy shit. That's terrible. I've never driven in a city. Terrible. Awful.
0: So this was a thing where... When I moved to San Francisco uh, in January, or I guess December, that was like the first thing that I noticed, and that I asked oh. people about who lived here, and they're like, "Oh wait, other other big cities don't have street sweeping where you have to like park on one side of the street until mm-hmm. like Thursday or whatever, and then move your car because you can't you can't park on the street for too long or else right. you get a ticket."
2: Bro, uh, coming from around.
0: Seattle, that was people don't what now?
2: Don't fuck around here. Like. I... I I'm it's very happy. Up. There's that, no that, parking. I'm happy that my schedule. well You're in a particularly bad spot. Um, it's but, terrible over here. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like, it was one of those things where like every Friday at nine, uh, between nine and nine thirty, we had to move the cars because remember we have three cars, so that was a problem. And um, we had a garage and the space in front, but still one more spot I had to find every week. So all like the whole block would switch over. Everyone kind of knew where they were going just because we were all used to it. So we'd have to switch on Thursday because it was street cleaning cleaning across the street on Thursday. And then we had to switch again on Friday to move it back and leave it there for the week. What a hassle.
0: Yeah, Dude, it, it's terrible. I park uh, eight minutes away, like an eight-minute walk away from where I actually live. And so I, I had to do that walk every morning when we were actually working at the office. And like the sweet, sweet, sweeping, sweet... Street sweeping itself wasn't as big of an issue because with that I would just park strategically. I'd be like, "Okay, cool. Street sweeping is happening tomorrow. I'm just gonna park on this side of the street when I get home." Okay, cool. With the whole work from home thing and with us not necessarily leaving our houses that much, uh, that's thrown a whole wrench because for the first few months of that, they they lifted uh, street sweeping as far which as was like awesome, tickets, like,
2: set it which and is Which is great. It, you know what I mean? Great. I'll see you. Yeah, in two exactly.
0: Weeks. Bye. Car. Yeah, I didn't. I legit didn't see my car for for a good like two months. You know until. Until they they reinstated street sweeping and uh, people getting tickets for street sweeping. And it's been such a hassle because I have to remember every Thursday or every Friday or whatever day it is that I have to get up and go move my car and I have to walk like eight minutes for no reason just move my car so they they can clean the roads. It's a hassle. One more week, baby. You got it. One more week. My next place has parking and I'm very excited about it. It's like it was my biggest thing. Yeah, I got a garage space. It's awesome. But Imran, Enough Mm. about Garage Spaces. Let's talk about uh, more details on Ratchet & Clank, an idea of what the PS5's launch date might be, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every week at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, at like to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show housekeeping our kind of funny gamescast gamescom opening night live post show analysis is live everywhere Uh, of course yesterday was opening night live we reacted live with y'all right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games after that we did gamescast uh and that's up right now uh and that's going to affect not effect but that forms today's games daily because of course kind of funny games daily we talk about all the news uh i didn't want to essentially repeat all the content that we did yesterday because we did a deep dive and so if you're the kind of person who's like oh yeah i listen to kind of funny games daily but i don't listen to gamescast treat today slash yesterday's gamescast as a games daily because you're gonna get all your gamescom uh updates and details there but of course, today we'll still be touching on uh, uh, some of the bigger news from Gamescom. And so uh, there you go. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Klarna and Bespoke Post. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's be on of what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today: a Baker's Dozen. Love it, Kevin. Starting with our number one, uh, we have even more details on Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart. Uh, of course, yes. Yesterday, this is one of the big things that came out of Gamescom. We got a big old Ratchet and Clank uh, gameplay trailer. With that, uh, we got an announcement of the 2020, or not even 2020. We got it. We got the announcement of the launch window. Right. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is coming out during the launch window. Uh, But with that, we got even more details, uh, including stuff about uh, the two resolution modes. And so I'm going to start with reading off an article from Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz, who writes, The Gamescom opening night live showcase today concluded with an extended gameplay trailer for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, as well as the announcement that it would release at some point during PlayStation 5's launch window. The PS5 is currently set to launch in holiday 2020, and the precise meaning of launch window remains up for interpretation. Uh, And now I'm going to pull from Jordan Allman at IGN, who writes, Ratchet & Clank Ripped Apart will offer two resolution modes, 4K at 30 FPS and 60 FPS at lower resolutions. That's according to a Femincy interview featuring Marcus Smith and Mike Daly of Insomniac Games, as spotted by Nibel on Twitter. In the interview, Famitsu asks about the supported frame rates and resolutions for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, with Daily responding that the game will offer two separate modes for players to pick from to balance comfortable gameplay with beautiful graphics. One is 30 FPS at 4K resolution and the other is lower resolution at 60 FPS, the translation reads. Later, in the same interview, the interpreter mentions that the Ratchet & Clank series ditched the 60 FPS benchmark set by the PS2 games in favor of 30 FPS and better graphics for PS3 and PS4 players. With the PS5 release, it appears that they're now giving players the choice between these two different uh, styles. Imran Khan, I got two questions for you. Mm One what does launch window mean? Because I, I, I've seen this across the internet that nobody can agree on what a launch window is. And then two, what's your take on the, the resolution modes?
1: So launch window means different things depending on who you ask. And often party platform holders will want to make it or stretch it out as long as possible because it's, it's a nice buzzword. It says like, hey, you'll get these games and within launch window, uh, the longest I've seen it talked about is six months. I've not. I've maybe seen some people stretch it out to the definition of like a year? nine to a year. Yeah, that's insane. Up. That's why it's hard to say what like what Sony thinks it is. What the what the realities of COVID are around it, and I don't know. It's when they say Ratchet and Clank is launch window to me that means okay February at the latest. But who re- like by their definition maybe it's like june or may or something
0: yes it the the launch window uh terminology is interesting in this case because i feel like for this them saying launch window and not committing to a particular month is them being like Hey, things are still up in the air. Like we do they don't know themselves because I feel like if they knew when the game would be ready and and, and uh when they want the game to to get out, or let me not even say that, when they want when they think the game will be ready, mm-hmm. I think they'd tell us. I think they'd be a little bit more specific as far as, oh yeah, February or oh yeah, March. I feel like this is a case of probably COVID affecting development uh yeah. uh time and development cycles and you know things kind of being thrown off in a way where they're like, Hey, let's not commit right now because we're still uh Kind of working on this thing and figuring out when it's exactly going to be ready.
1: And there's like other there's marketing concerns too. Like, do you want to have too many Insomniac games at one time? Because mm-hmm. there's there's Spider Man and there's Re- as well. So also it's it's going to be the PS5's probably first family game. So do you release that at launch? Like, well, there's a playroom that's built in. Yeah. But like, do you release that at launch when the people buying are the most hardcore and loyal and are probably not family? family specifically or do you release that like closer to christmas or even after christmas when there's more supply and there's like a better trickle-in of ps5s to people who aren't necessarily the most loyal customers
0: yeah no that's a really good point right like what what does ratchet and clank Rift apart do for the playstation 5 strategically and yeah after christmas would make a lot of sense especially if you have like during christmas so many families are going to get ps5s right for their kids or for for whoever and when you're talking about a family game, when you're talking about people who might get some disposable income during Christmas, like that post-Christmas bump for Ratchet & Clank could be awesome for that game. It could be awesome for what that game does for the PS5.
1: Yeah. As for the frame rate things, I it's good that there's a choice because I'd, I'd rather have more options than not. But I also... It's a bad look for a new console. And I, I know that, like those two ideas contradict but it's i'd rather have both i rather like give me 4k and 60 fps i know you can't do that because like then you're compromising on graphical fidelity too but when i saw that like, demons is doing that like they're doing a frame rate versus resolution thing i initially went but i don't want to choose because either either one i'm gonna choose that puts it on me to be disappointed yeah, because it feels I, like you're
0: sacrificing something.
1: Yeah, I'm sacrificing something. I don't want to sacrifice cuz I want a better I want the fucking best looking game and I want good frame rate. If they release Demons for example as just 4K and 30 FPS, I would have lived with it more than I would have if I chose 4K 30 FPS. And that's yeah. also true of like Ratchet as well. And I, I understand. I I know that's a it's a bonkers mentality, but it's I once I make that choice. I This happened with Monster Hunter too, where I chose frame it over resolution, and I was just like, "Oh God, I, I wonder what this game looks like in 4K." And I switch over, like, "Oh, this looks really good, but this doesn't feel right." So I switch back, and like, "This feels good, but doesn't look as good as it could." And yeah, I feel like that's going to end up being a constant with the PS5 and Xbox Series X.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 with you with that thought process, and this isn't something that I I don't have too much of a dog in this fight because i'm not necessarily like a big you know technology person as far as oh i want the the biggest beefiest hardware i'm still rocking a base ps4 because i'm fine with it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: with that upgrade from ps4 to ps4 pro and that kind of introducing the idea of oh yeah you can choose to uh, you can choose resolution or you can choose performance right like i understand it more for that type of upgrade than a base ps5 especially with them leading the charge with their first party games giving that choice because they uh kind of slash you're wrong did they confirm the same thing for spider-man miles morales as far as like you being able to choose uh different modes for that game because yeah like Ratchet and clank and demons having that i think is interesting for where sony is at as far as how they communicate that stuff and how much that how much they they seem to want to promote that stuff yeah. uh for me personally as a as a, as a player i'm like yeah give me whatever whatever y'all like whatever like, your vision is as a developer for how you want me to play this game give me that i don't I don't necessarily want the choice and that feels like a weird thing to say, and I'm probably in the wrong right like the, there are so many players who are probably like, oh no please give me the choice because I do prefer 60 fps or people who are out there that are like that are like i do prefer prefer 4k um but i'm also I'm also kind of with you of like when can I expect to get both four k and sixty fps and is that too big of an expectation is that is that me then asking for them to sacrifice in visual quality or art or whatever or whatever the sacrifice may be in that case
1: right we might end up in like a in a situation like with halo infinite where depend depends on how you look at like feel about that game's graphics, but that is a game that is they're bragging is four k sixty fps doesn't necessarily look as good as let's say ration and click mm. yeah so I mean like. Obviously, you can argue that's all subjective. Who really knows? In your opinion, but that like there are always going to be trade offs, and I guess having those trade offs more visible to me makes me feel a little worse. When it's like the mentality shouldn't should be the same as it is on PC. Of okay, well I'm willing to trade off this, this, and this. On the other hand, I bought a BV, BV PC specifically so I can just go like ultra. Okay, good, done. Now I'm I'm ready to go. So we'll see how it all shakes out maybe by the middle generation they stop offering choice it's just this is our our vision is at 30 fps and that's just what we're gonna do
0: Imran speaking of the PlayStation 5 and next generation I got a question for you when are we getting the PS5 Imran when November. you you say November
1: mm-hmm. they've said November Sony has said November I don't know if they've said November I know it, Microsoft they has said November. Did last week or they act last week I believe so
0: Because I know there was that post accidentally that said Thanksgiving. That was for
1: Series X. That was Series X. Okay. Interesting. I don't recall them saying November. I am almost positive they did. But
0: chat. Yeah. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. if If you have more info on that. But do you know who else says November. Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle, Uh, they wrote a whole article breaking down the report about uh, when can we expect the PlayStation 5? And I'm gonna read part of the article. In fact, I'm gonna read most of the article, but I'm not gonna read the full thing because it is a longer article. Uh, But Andy Robinson writes this. Microsoft has committed to a November launch window for its console, and VGC's retail and development sources indicate that PlayStation will stick to the same month. But in these unprecedented times, Sony and Microsoft are being forced to make equally unusual preparations for their impending next-gen console launches. Launching a product during the Christmas sales period is not easy at the best of times, but with the COVID-19 pandemic still disrupting global infrastructure, neither platform holder can be confident of sticking to an exact date for their console launches, even this late in the year. That's the reason why the two companies are hesitant, are hesitant uh, to share precise release, di- release dates <clears throat> uh, for PS5 and Series X, and why even major retailers and development partners don't know exactly what when to plan for. Both PlayStation and Microsoft are keeping a close eye on the COVID-19 pandemic, as this will influence how and when they release their products. If there's another spike in cases, this, this could not only affect the ability for physical stores to sell their consoles, but it could also disrupt shipping from online retailers. According to VGC's development and retail sources, mid-November is exactly when PlayStation 5 is most likely to land. In the UK, we understand that PlayStation has already booked significant marketing spend for the seven days commencing on Friday, November 13th. Multiple retail sources have have also told us that uh, a a launch during this window would fit within their expectations. Development and retail sources also agree that Xbox will launch first, Microsoft just told developers to plan towards a launch in the very first week of November, we understand, uh, which would also give it wiggle room to potentially slip into the second week and still launch ahead of Sony. Xbox sources indicated that the platform holder is also expecting PS5 to arrive within, within the week, commencing November 13th. For PS5, the suggested launch timing would mean it could release alongside key software such as Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Cyberpunk 2077, and also get a head start on the lucrative Black Friday sales, a date platform holders typically want to avoid. Quote, products do launch during during that time, especially as there's... Yeah, products do launch during that time, especially as there's a large number of people shopping over that weekend, but you're going to find yourself competing with products that have been heavily discounted, uh, Dream explains. They continue, ideally, you'd want to launch before the end of November if you want to capitalize on the Christmas sales window, as getting your product out before the final payday of the year is a key move. Indeed, after Black Friday, the biggest sales day of the year for online retail tends to be Cyber Monday, which is usually the first Monday in December. Imron. Does that do anything in your confidence as far as when the PlayStation 5 is going to come out?
1: Okay, so I was wrong that they didn't not actually say it was November. I mm-hmm. think I just assumed when they sent the Call of Duty date. Which um, yeah, yeah, like like it's like that article said, it 13th is between like it's the day Call of Duty launches. Yakuza, I think, also launches that day, but that's on a PS five game, so it does not apply quite yet. But yeah. also well, they said it'll
0: be coming to PS five later.
1: Yes, eventually. I think, but, like, I, think but, I, it, I forget it, if they, they said it at said, launch or not. It's a next gen exclusive for Xbox One Series X for now. Okay. Uh, the Cyberpunk and Valhalla came out the next week, so thirteenth I think makes a lot of sense.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Like at at this point, like things are still somewhat up in the air because again, like who knows how things can go this year? Who knows what COVID does for manufacturing? And who knows like I I know we we. We talked about this recently on KFTD because I think somebody wrote wrote in a question as far as is there a possibility that next gen gets delayed? And I think the the answer we kind of came down on was somehow PlayStation and Microsoft would have to shake hands and agree at the same time to move things to spring or or, or do some kind of like joint agreement where where everybody, including them and the publishers, are like, all right, let's delay because mm-hmm. games are being delayed anyway. Like this is this would be best for all parties involved. I don't know if that's impossible. Like, I, I think there's a chance that that could maybe possibly happen, but removing, removing that from the case, mm-hmm. I do see a lot of validity in the idea that, okay, yeah, November 13th uh, makes sense. Uh, that aligns with how we've seen it happen before, as far as both consoles launching in November.
1: It makes sense. Here's my question. November 13th makes a lot of sense for PS5. Let's say, historically, you don't have both consoles launched the same day. Do you think that it's separated out, or they both go full hog on 13th? Because, like, looking at the software, yeah, you're going to want both consoles out that day. Either Microsoft goes first, or they come in late. So, uh, Grant, knowing Hmm. this is not a, like, firm, concrete date for the PS5, do you think that Series X, or do you think both consoles launch the same day, or do you think they stagger it out? Well the word from this article is sa- is is saying that they go the first week of November and I think
0: I f- I think that makes sense for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. If I'm Microsoft, I think I do want to go first. Uh given how things went last time around, right with the ex- with the launch of the Xbox 1 and how things kind of went downhill there. As Microsoft, I think you want as many advantages as you can take at this point and being able to get out the gate first I think does prove as somewhat of an advantage, right? Because you get to you you get you get to make that first statement. You get to be the first option for people to buy. Right. Uh and like and I, I think as Microsoft you have more wiggle room as far as how you want to operate in that regard. Uh, and like I when we when we figure out what the Series S is or what the Lockhart is, I think that's gonna give us more context into and as far as like how they can maneuver. Because like what if the Lockhart is launched the week after Xbox Series X, right? Or what if it, what the, what if Lockhart is Early next year, I think that affects things. But yeah,
1: yeah, I'd say I'd say go first week. You know, get the head start. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's too much chaos to launch them in the same day, and they know that. So either they're going to go a week ahead, or they're gonna mm, they're either going to go a week ahead or launch that Monday, which I think Monday is just also insane. So they don't want to be. It is bad for them. It's bad for either console if the other console is out. And it is soaking up the Call of Duty next gen sales, the Assassin's Creed sales, whatever. Yep. So it is best for both of them to be out that day.
0: Yes. Now let me add, let me hit you with this question. Not do you think they
1: they will, but do you think they should delay the consoles? <sighs> That's a. A lot of people will be mad if I say yes, but honestly, for their bottom lines. Uh, okay, so for for the perspective of a more complete product with a better software lineup, sure, but you also just want to like you want to get this stuff out so third parties can move on and start like developing things for these consoles. Like I assume a big part of Ubisoft's uh, portfolio delay last year was they're thinking of let's just move everything to n- new consoles and like have that as a second or third or fourth SKU available. I imagine if you did delay consoles now, it would cause ripple effects that result in most, or most publishers losing out on expected money or revenue in the future. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to release the console, might as well just do it now. The software isn't going to be great, but honestly, for most people buying a console at launch, and that includes me, uh, the initial software lineup does not matter that much. People just want to have the new thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm with you on that thinking as far as like, yeah, just get the box out. Like everything will come out later. I'm I'm on I'm I'm of two minds, right? On one hand, like yeah, just put the box out and like who like who cares? And especially when you have big publishers that are gonna have games that are affected if you do push the box, right? Like how many games then get delayed because of that, and what does that do for the bottom line across the board for everybody? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, like I wonder if there is something there as far as if PlayStation and Microsoft both push to Spring, right, do, does that then allow them both to have the launches that they'd want more ideally? Uh, like, does that allow them to have the the launch lineups, the the um, software from third party, like the software from, in, like, does that allow for a better case scenario? Because obviously like right now, things are not going well as far as like where we're at in the process. Like PlayStation did, we, we reported on this yesterday, right? Like PlayStation did the whole uh, sign up for your chance to pre-order directly from PlayStation, and we're in, we're at the end of August, and we don't have prices for these consoles. Yeah, and that is not that's not normal, and that's two things, right? That is both Microsoft and PlayStation playing chicken and waiting for the other guy to go first. But at the same time, that is just like the abnormal year we're having, where things get pushed, things are unsure. Uh, it's better it's better to be safe than sorry, and uh, very very it's very obvious how safe they're trying to play it. If they can just push till spring, I wonder if that then makes them go, alright, cool. Like, we're we're able to be more free as far as how we talk about this stuff now.
1: At this point, they're committed. It's gonna launch in winter. I don't think it's gonna change. Uh, but we are in a different world now, where the fastest-selling console of the generation launched in March. So, like, it has shown you can miss holiday sales if you want to. As long as your your software lineup is compelling enough, and by delaying it, you can't make the software lineup compelling enough. That said, I... Like I said, I think it's just going to... They are going to launch in a winter hell or high water at this point. If it's only so, like... I, I'm going to assume at this point Miles Morales is done. So if like that's the only game I'll be out on PS5, then like, sure. That's not that what they're going to do. Microsoft has already said, hey, we're launching November literally without our biggest game. So at this point, they've... At this point, I don't see a situation where they don't do that.
0: And Ron, speaking of next-gen and launch windows, story number three, Hitman 3's release date and free next-gen upgrade have been revealed. This is Jordan Allman at IGN. Hitman 3's January 20 release date has been revealed alongside a free next-gen upgrade. A blog post from IO Interactive notes that Hitman 3 will launch early next year on January 20th, 2021 for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC via the Epic Game Store. Players who purchase a digital edition of Hitman 3 on current generation platforms will be eligible for a next-gen upgrade free of charge if they decide to jump to the PS5 or Xbox Series X in the future. This means if you buy the PS4 version of Hitman 3 on the PlayStation Store, you'll be able to also download the PS5 version at no extra cost. And finally, somebody who's doing it right as far as the next-gen upgrades go.
1: Did you see their fact? It was like, what's what's the difference between like the standard edition and the deluxe edition? It's like standard edition comes with the game, deluxe edition comes with the game plus deluxe pro or things. That's mm-hmm. it. That's like it's like they're trying to just go. We're doing this as simply as possible. We're not trying to confuse you. Just buy Hitman and enjoy Hitman. That's it.
0: Yeah. Again, because it's been such a big problem with this transition is that everybody wants to go about it in different ways, and that is causing so many. So that's kind of that is causing so much confusion mm-hmm. across the board, especially with this latest Call of Duty. Uh, situation and so yeah i understand io and Reactor coming through and being like hey yeah let's put out the faq let's let's address this head on let's be as simple as possible because honestly as consumers that is what we want from this process we want it to be as simple as possible uh because like when you complicate it that is when things start to smell of bullshit quite frankly
1: yeah like Are you, compare like, this to control and like control yeah. I, totally on 505 i'm sure But it still sucks. It still sucks that their next-gen upgrade is not an upgrade. It's just a new SKU that's only available through, like, an Ultimate Edition to, like, fuck over people who are fans of Control. And this is much better. This is, like, okay. Like, by the way, Hitman is free on Epic Store today. So you could get that stuff into the next-gen versions or the next, like, Hitman 3 super easily. And they're saying, okay, we want you to do that. We want to build a Hitman platform. And part of that is being able to let you play Hitman however you want it. And if you buy it on PS4, we don't want you to regret it when you buy a PS5 later.
0: Yeah. I'll give a shout-out to IO Interactive in general. Because I feel like they've not gotten enough credit over this last gen for how they've operated as a, as a studio. They've where... had the
1: weirdest fucking journey. Like, yeah. they were part of i then thus part of Square Enix, then Square Enix sold them to her free-up funds for Avengers, and they went to WB, who published their next game. WB apparently is wasn't super happy, and also is weirdly in flux these days. So they they have a deal with WB, but I don't, I'm not clear if that's still happening. But also, this one's an indie game, technically, because it's just them self-publishing. But also, it's them taking epic money. So it is a totally weird journey for them over this past five years. But also like they're
0: they're a company that I think has changed and evolved in ways that are appropriate for what this gen has been. Because Hitman One was an episodic game. They released over the course of a year all their different uh levels. And honestly, I thought that was a really cool way to do it. I at first I was like, all right, we'll see how this goes, but by the end of it, what their vision for Hitman uh one or Hitman 2016 or whatever year that came out, their vision for that game was actually pretty phenomenal because it was the idea of hey yeah we're making we're creating levels with the idea that they're going to be replayable and repeatable, and the more you play more you play through them, the different ways and different methods you can use to uh take down your target and that was like a really cool idea, and so the idea of hey let's release one map after the other over a course of time made sense to have people take those tools and go back and learn and do those things, right and they're like the company to to do that who's not a telltale or not a don't not right they aren't that that is not a narrative game that is a heavy gameplay open not open world but like open environment open level Mm -hmm. immersive sim experience and they made it episodic and it i think it worked for the game but didn't necessarily work for the uh for the sales because obviously like they i mean they got let go from idols idols for a reason right uh but like you know post that Put out Hitman Two, partner up with WB. Hitman Two, not episodic, but still like an, a a fantastic game. I don't was A little
1: weaker because it wasn't episodic. Like it's still a great game. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But like I think the episodic model worked for that game better.
0: It. I I agree, but I think the way they pivoted and 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 made it uh, all one game worked in the way that they they still kept like the Hitman One stuff. They still kept like the content wise that game was not lacking. Like they yes, they absolutely. it still felt like it was a full. Uh, experience, which is really impressive. In Hitman 3, they're carrying that forward and making that a thing and, and making sure that you have all your content in that game from Hitman 2 and Hitman 1 and also putting that in VR, which is like crazy. Like that is a that is a crazy progression for the studio to have all that content in there and make it available and make it like user friendly or consumer friendly in the way that, yeah, like the upgrade is free from current gen to next gen, uh, you, you keep all your stuff. It, some of this would make sense if it was still episodic, but even with them abandoning abandoning that, like they're they're still killing it, which is yeah crazy.
1: I I think so. Thinking about like going of that conversation, one of the reasons we talk about it not selling well was people assume that's because of the episodic extru- structure, and that's why WB changed it. But I th- I'm starting to think like it's one of the last pure stealth AAA ish games out there and i think there's just not a huge market for that anymore and like it's so it's encouraging that they're willing to go like no no we can make this work we think there's still a market for this we just have to find it and i i appreciate io is still doing their own thing and they're doing their own vision as much as possible it's even if hitman weren't a great game you'd have to admire the way they're sticking to it
0: yeah and i'm I'm definitely with you there i think this generation especially you look at uh, Dishonored. You look at Deus Ex. You look at uh, Metal Gear is kind of a weird one because, like, I think the the deterioration of Metal Gear has yeah. is less with people not de- digging the game and more so of Konami not knowing how to just operate as a company. Yeah, uh, I don't mean that. But you know a,
1: what I mean Yeah, it's not a pure stealth game though. Like, I would say a pure stealth game is if you get caught running and gunning is not an option. Like Hitman, that. Hitman will allow you to like shoot some people, but like you'll usually die. Like you you're probably die. not getting out of that situation. Like I would say that stealth these days is married to the idea of either primarily narrative or primarily escaping from guns. Usually both. Like The Last of Us, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like stealth is an option, but not necessarily the ma- the only or main option and in it. hitman it's pretty much the only option
0: and in hitman is the only option right and you look at and, and to bring in uh splinter cell as another example right like some i feel like so many stealth games or games that do have l- large uh stealth sequences have kind of fallen by the wayside or just not made a comeback and hitman does have the thing where it is fully a stealth game and i i think th- i think it, it's also the thing of it is uh it is hitman right which is right. a Known IP and does have a fan base there, and what is the balance of hey, let's make a Hitman game, but also let's make a Hitman game that'll sell. And I don't know, they're 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 with with all the things that they're kind of facing or that they have faced over the last generation as a company, they've been staying true to Hitman, what yeah. Hitman is, and making that thing
1: good. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I appreciate that their thinking is it's not that there's no market for it; it's that we'll we'll make the market for it, and that's exactly that's fantastic. Our last news story, story number four, Unity launches Android distribution
0: platform uh, globally. This is from Marie de Alessandri at gamesindustry.biz. Unity is launching a a distribution platform for developers to reach Android users beyond Google Play. The Unity distribution portal was introduced last year and available since, but is now launching globally following successful testing. It allows developers to upload their game build and sign up for each store they want to distribute on. Uh, UDP then handles the work of creating builds that meet each store's requirements and helps developers push the game to various stores, all from one dashboard. While Google Play is the dominant platform to distribute Android games, there are many alternative stores worldwide. The app store's landscape is particularly fragmented in China, a prime mobile market, as Google Play is banned in the country. Unity pointed out, Unity uh, pointed out it in its announcement that third-party app stores are set to keep growing too. An estimated 10.6 billion dollars in revenue uh, will be made by alternative stores in 2020, news reported, uh, which would represent a 20.5 percent growth year on year. Uh, and this is this is a new story I wanted to bring into the fold, mainly to even grant more context on the uh, Epic versus Apple stuff, and and uh, as, essentially to lend credence to the idea of. Why Apple specifically is kind of the enemy here, as far as uh, why Epic is going after them, right? Because like mm-hmm. this is a big. I mean, on the on the Google Play side of things, right? When we talk about uh, the thirty percent cuts and the things that Apple is doing, but also other companies are doing on on Google Play other other options are there as far as distribution as far as storage and all this stuff and this is like a very big example when we talk about the the uh 10.6 billion dollars in revenue made by alternative stores in 2020 like that is a big point as far as why apple uh in the in the monopolization of that store in their platform is kind of an issue when it comes to right. putting out a game and so
1: yeah i i'm yeah. not surprised that other people, places are sensing weakness or at least an opportunity to pounce on in the bigger stores now. So they're trying to see like, okay, so I, I've been around a bunch of dog trainers recently because my brother just got a dog. And they were telling me that the dog, when you try to like put in a timeout, like hold it by its collar, the dog will just like move its head just to see how far it can take it, see how far mm-hmm. it can push the idea. This to me is what they're doing, is they're trying to just move and see, okay, well, they're not... They're not filming back for this, so how far can I take this idea? And if it works out for them, if they actually can just move on and get their own revenue sources or own alternatives, it really is at the moment the, I think, biggest engine on mobile phones, then this is a good spot for them. This They can keep trying and keep trying to claw back their profits from that 30%.
0: Imran, I'm really excited to see what the future of the mobile games market is and how and, and when, or, when we can expect big change. But big change is probably so far away. If I want to know what is coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where
1: would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
0: do 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 out today we got road to guangdong for ps4 xbox one and switch captain subasa rise of new champions for ps4 switch and pc wasteland 3 for ps4 xbox one pc and mac project cars 3 for ps4 xbox one pc nexomon extinction for ps4 xbox one switch pc and mac madden nfl 21 for ps4 xbox one and pc windbound for ps4 xbox one switch and pc immortal realms vampire wars for ps4 xbox one switch pc ching for ps4 pc lee's dragon for xbox one and pc hexagroove tactical dj for xbox one kevin can i get a search for hexagroove tactical dj because i have to know nope. i gotta know no okay well it was, I'm i tried kidding. you know uh, i'm on
2: it what i got say? Me. just say please Please, Kevin.
0: Please, Kevin. <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm sorry, I
2: wasn't listening. What? What? What was it? Spell right. <laughs> uh, Hexagon.
0: No, Hexagroove. Hexagroove Tactical DJ. Okay, uh, I had
2: gone too far down. Let's see. Where is this Hexagroove? All right, you can keep going. I you got see it. it. Yeah. All right.
0: right. Uh, Double Kick Heroes for Xbox One. Dungeons of etera for PC. Beholders Lair for PC. Gearbox for PC. Throw It for PC. Death's Hangover for Switch. Kevin, I might also need one for Death Hangover Dang for Switch after after we look at Hexagroup. That uh, sounds
2: good, boss man. I got the first one ready, so you want to... Appreciate it. How do we... Uh,
0: we'll we get there in a second. Solitaire, contact Minimal for Switch, Color Jumper for Switch, Jump Force Deluxe Edition for Switch, Grim Legends Forsaken Bride for Switch, A Hero in a Garden for Switch, and
1: then Surgeon Simulator 2. Before you Whatever. finish, we have Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown himself, here to announce the last one. Wait, I'm confused. Actually, we've got nothing. It, was really, oh. it was really
0: good. That was, that was, okay, that was that really was good. Legit. That was real good. <laughs> I legit, you legit stumped me for a good five seconds there until I put the pieces together. My mind was breaking trying to figure out what the fuck you were saying. That was good. That was yeah. very good. Uh, Doc Brown is here to announce Surgeon Simulator 2 is out now for Epic Game Store. All, All right, right, Kevin, what is, what is, is, is this Hexagroove? Yeah. Tactical DJ? All right, press play. I got to know. Put on your headphones? Yes, right now. Oh, it's a headphone boy. Okay.
1: Doesn't seem very tactical so far.
0: You got like a UI here. Looks like some kind of music UI. Some good music playing in the background. Start with a beat.
1: Wait, this is actually a DJ game.
0: Yeah, this is like a, it looks like a DJ.
1: I assume it would be like, some sort of like Rhythm RTS Mm -hmm. or something, just Mm -hmm. by the name.
0: Tactical DJ,
1: yeah. No, it looks like you're tactically
0: DJing is the actual is the actual bit here. All right, all right. Looks like gonna, you build up.
2: All... I want to jump to the end.
0: Yeah, I want to see what the final product looks like.
1: Honestly, oh, whoa. yo, this is cool. From? Okay, uh, no, this is.
0: It
2: is. I think it's a game, little bit game. of everything.
0: So yeah, you make
1: the music and then you play it, like physically play the or play a level. Basically yeah
0: it's a d it's a dj game where you set things up and then play through the actual song that's really cool all right we got death's hangover also give me one second i'm still finding that one yeah oh, there it is that dj games on switch right oh i might look yeah. into that that seems kind of fun all right this is death's hangover by cubic games
2: if you get that dj game get uh t- get timico
0: is that not kirby
1: that looks like Kirby. That's it looks more like booze.
2: Like little pink booze.
1: Look like a boo Kirby. I mean really what dif- what is the difference between a boo and Kirby? Uh the legs. Oh, shit. The feet. The yeah. feet. Yeah. Kirby does not have legs. <laughs> Kirby with legs would be also the insane the sexual
2: game. energy, right?
1: Yeah. Uh Death has world. a hangover
0: and he was robbed by Nightmares Dracula. Give it a okay. Oh, I, no, that's fine. It's a brickbreaker. Do... Oh. It's hey, um brick breaker. brick breaker. yeah. Wizard. So it's like a, it's a, for audio listeners, but right? It, it is, parts. yeah, it's like a top-down, it's like action-looking game that like, it looks, I don't know what to compare it to, but it, it's it, basically Arkanoid.
2: It looks like Brick Breaker, but if it had sex with Centipede and <laughs> it was born on Halloween.
0: Yes. No, that's actually
1: a very good way to put it.
2: Yeah, thanks. I feel top-down. like
1: Death and Dracula would be friends, though.
0: Yeah, Death but I feel Dracula like in, that,
2: in that shitty way where it's like, Dracula was always trying to get him drunk so that he can be like, look, I'm cooler. I can drink more alcohol.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm Dracula. Drink drink this Patron. I don't yeah. know why I did that accent for Dracula. Yeah, that was an interesting joke. <laughs> that that that's not how Dracula sounds. Uh, I
2: mean, it could. Uh, it's your fantasy, you know?
0: Yeah, your fantasy. I mean, dra- you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, new days for you. Uh, Cardo is coming to PS4 on October
1: 27th. I and then, real cute. Cardo? Yeah, I played a demo of it a couple of years ago. It's it's really cute. It's like, like real Wind Waker vibes.
2: Do you want me to pull what it up? What is it? This...
1: It's a it's a top-down sprite-based adventure game where you like you find pieces of the map and move them around to solve puzzles. Yo, it's Friday. Kevin pull it up. I'm let's good, let's man. check this out. Also, I'm I'm going to
0: I'm going to for full transparency here, I got to be honest, right? During like story number 3, Kevin messaged me on Slack and was like, "Hey, something something" Uh, in review, mm-hmm. and when I saw the notification, I was talking, and so I was like, "Okay, I can't, I can't talk and read at the same time." But mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume that in review really needs to start at 11 a.m., so I'm gonna start rushing the show. And then I got to story four, read the actual DM, and it was, and the DM said, "Hey, in review, it's not starting until 11:20, so we can take our time with this. One. <laughs> so we're chilling. It's Friday, we're having a good time." Uh Was gonna so move a car games. at some point, so let's actually move it along. Motherf- oh yeah, I, for sure. we'll
2: just go. We'll, we'll hold it off.
0: This is Cardo. Wait, how,
2: how, cool.
0: how far? How far away did you park? <laughs> this I does about cool. two blocks
2: yeah we yeah. can hold it off for two blocks we talk about our breakfast uh it, it'll be great
0: no we
1: got this we got this yeah, okay
0: yeah i mean when's when is street sweeping for you is it at 11
1: well no i moved the car i need to pay the meter
0: to the car oh the meter wait a okay. minute. Wait. Yeah. did
2: you not take a picture of the like the thing that's like you know uh pay, what is it there's an app called pay on the go Pay-by-phone. Pay pay-by-phone. Pay-by-phone. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. I did not notice a picture thing there. <sighs> Dude, you got to get pay-by-phone. It'll change your life. You just add You add more money
2: to
0: the meter on your
1: phone.
2: Yeah.
0: You could have handled it right now.
1: I could yeah. have. Sadly, I missed the, the opportunity this time. All right.
0: Well, uh, of course, yesterday was Gamescom, and with that came a lot of Gamescom news, which I'll get to in a second because I, f- I forgot about this next one. Nino Cooney, Kuni, uh, CrossWorlds has been revealed. It's an MMO for mobile devices coming this year to Japan. So if you live in Japan, get hyped. Uh and the rest of these are pretty much from Gamescom. Uh Spellbreak is available on September 3rd. Uh Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga is coming coming spring 2021. Warhammer Stormground is coming 2021. World of Warcraft Shadowlands launches on October 27th. Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead was announced and is coming 2020 to everything. Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods, Part 1 is launching october 20th uh and then jurassic world evolution is coming to switch on november 3rd uh and then also this is not from gamescom uh the open world elemental action of genshin impact hits ps4 on september 28th do you remember genshin impact yeah i forgot where we saw that one
1: it was at the last state of play yeah it was it was the one that looks a lot like breath of the wild but with anime yes and honestly it looks kind of
0: cool if i'm if i'm being honest and so get an yeah. Maybe get excited, but I'm, i We'll see, we'll see on that one. Now it is time for reader mail. You can write in at patreoncom slash games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Karna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily in Sweden. They don't shop they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. That makes shopping smoother. Uh, with the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also also report returns directly in the app. Get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you save to your wish list. It's always good to shop smarter and save money. Create and share wish lists of items with friends and families anywhere online. It's a fun, easy way to show what kind of products you like. Tim loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online, all in one app, and it allows you to pay for anything for easy interest free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K L A R N A Swedish for shopping. We're also brought to you by Bespoke Post. As you all settle into this new normal, Normal version of summer. Uh, Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collections for guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. Right now, more than ever, you got to make sure to treat yourself right, and the assortment of boxes available from Bespoke Post will help you do just that. They've got boxes featuring nice bags, wallets, kitchenware, and more. I scrolled through the site earlier, and I was blown away by the by the amount of varied items I wanted to get my hands on. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of awesome. Has you covered from style and grooming goods to bear, to bar barware, uh, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. One of the boxes called Lace comes with a comfy pair of suede shoes that look super stylish. I plan to wear mine every day when they get delivered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Uh, your answers will help you. will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only forty-five bucks, but has over seventy dollars worth of gear inside. Seventy dollars. Uh, get twenty percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code games at checkout. That's that's boxofawesome.com. Code GAMES for 20% off your first box. Imran. Yes. Steve writes in to kindofunny.com slash Patreon and says, "Uh, Hi, Blessing and Imran. How is the current state of video games development? More specifically, at the start of the pandemic and the work from home situation, game development studios could not do motion capture or orchestral music recording. Have studios been able to
1: find a way to get this done?
0: Appreciate your insight
1: uh i don't know some have some haven't like it's it depends on a lot of things depends on people who have liability issues and who have liability covered and some studios have figured it out well and some have thought this would have ended by now and it did not have a long-term plan so like there's a lot of concerns right there's like you've got new dev kits out in the wild and does the do the companies allow you to take... I assume by this point they must allow you to take the dev kits home, but do they have enough for everybody to work on? If they don't, then like, who is using them? Do they have enough for the people who need them? Are there resources that involve like child care, things like that, that aren't really like taken care of yet? Basically, it's, it's not a single question of who's able to do just simple things, but it's a more systemic, societal question at this point. And I can see it affecting game development well into... 2022 on like not necessarily games that we still have it around by then but like games that are coming around then like i know games that were supposed to come out this year that have been delayed and not have were just officially not delayed or whatever and i imagine to some extent like qa must be like fucking terrible right now like you can't really work the mills that way and there's ndas that prevent people from playing the games at home so those could be problems There's no simple answer to that question. Uh, Basically, some have, some haven't. And I know, like, ones that were struggling before have figured it out for what they need to do, and some that were struggling before or were not struggling before are struggling now. So it's going to be a long-term problem for game development for the next couple of years at least.
0: Yeah. Your answer is going to vary studio by studio. Like, I remember in March when we first started working from home, like, I remember in my mind I was like, "Oh, cool. Like we're going to work from home for 2 weeks, be back, everything's going to be back to normal." And now it's what 6 months later, it's 5 months later, almost about to be 6 months later, and we're still at home, right? And I think with with that like you can probably take that property and and apply it across the board as far as uh, you know, for quite a few games, I think you saw delays because Hey, you know, let's put a pause on things. We're not going to work for or the things that we need to be in person for. We're just going to put a pause on it for the month for a month, and, and when we get back, that's when those things will get done. I think mm-hmm. a few months in, when we start to get a full picture of, all right, no, yeah, we're going to be home for a lot longer, right? Or this situation's going to be around for a lot longer. I think that's when you see companies and studios start to put in. Uh, um, or start to find ways to work around that and start to find ways in uh to figure out how to do things from home right like approve having dev kids at home figure out how to get more dev kids so you can take them home figure yeah. out how people can do voice lines or do um voice recording socially distance or from home right like that those become processes that at a certain point by now you're probably like all right enough of the pause we have to figure out a way to, to work around and do this and for quite a few for like a lot of studios that probably gonna mean that's probably gonna mean a lot of those processes are going to take longer because things are harder to do from home than in person uh and some things might be vice versa right there might be some things that you would discover that at home are actually easier to do than in person but yeah with that like every every studio and every company is going to be handling those things differently and again that's why you're seeing delays that's why uh, you know, I, I think in the Halo Infinite Delay they reference COVID. Uh like that's why you'll see things like that, right? And that is folks making an, an, an adjustment. But that's not necessarily them being like everything's paused. That is them being like, all right, we gotta adjust, and these adjustments are gonna mean things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so We're, basically
1: it's a it's an open question of like, hmm. varies. That's a yeah,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Uh Lawrence writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey guys, as someone that identifies as non-binary. I'm usually a fan of when games include gender-inclusive options for their games, especially excited for cyberpunk for stuff like this. But the way Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is handling it really aggravates me. Having a gender-neutral classified option feels like a very backhanded bone bone to throw to the queer community when the game's campaign shows the characters working closely with Reagan, the president who let thousands of queer people die during the AIDS crisis and was a famous homophobe. I understand that the problematic campaigns I, I understand that problematic camp- campaigns in COD are nothing new, but if Reagan is the head honcho for the campaign, I'd rather they, they just not include the gender neutral option at all. Uh, also brings up a question of who they're trying to market this game to. Appreciate y'all and have a great weekend. Uh, this is an interesting one because I saw yesterday as news, or was it the day before? I, whatever Call of Duty, Call, Call, Call of Duty was revealed this week. I saw as that was happening. Yeah, like the whole. Uh, there are three options for your character and campaign because this mm-hmm. time around your your character and campaign is a created character. The three options are, I believe, male, female, classified. Right. And I saw that rub so many people the wrong way.
1: Yeah, I at that point I would have just not put gender in. Like, mm-hmm. it's. It feel I understand why they did it that way, but at that point they should have started asking. They should have reached out to queer groups or queer queer groups and talked to them and be like, "Hey, so what do you think is actually best here?" And honestly, the answer probably should have just been like non-binary, but yeah, they didn't. And or the answer thought. could have been just pronouns, right? Like,
0: yes, just how people choose their pronouns. And to like the point in the question, right? Lorenz uh, mentioned toward toward the end of there, right? Like, uh, bringing up who are they trying trying to market to? I think part of it comes with them being like all right what is going to cause the least stir and reaction like how can we implement a a gender gender neutral option that isn't going to ruffle ruff, ruffle feathers if mm-hmm. for some reason pronouns do that for people and I which I I, I don't necessarily understand but I've, I' the, the most ideal option I would think would be hey like choose your pro- pronouns you want to be he uh, he slash them they they slash them or she slash her right and that's an easy way to get around that whole thing as opposed to going classified, which feels like it is kind of a backhanded, like, hey, yeah, let's not address it kind of thing.
1: This is a thing, like, I can tell they were trying, and that's, you know, that is to Mm -hmm. a degree laudable, but like, honestly, they should have just spoken with some groups and figured out the best way to do this, because like, this, this does feel like, it does, even though that was not their intention, it feels like they're trying to, they are making fun of it, and that that is not going to come off as well as i hope do you have any thoughts on the reagan thing cuz i am i don't necessarily oh reagan was like the the description in the question of reagan as a person is and like the things he did regarding aids fair true yeah it is true yeah. like reagan has been very much lionized over the years to the point where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but yeah he is he was awful about queer problems and AIDS and all those things. I, when I saw, I I was I was actually biting my tongue a little bit when we were watching that Reagan trailer, because like, yeah, if you're gonna lionizing Reagan to that extent, he was the president, and I'm curious how the how the actual storyline is going to present him. Mm. But also, this is a series that has had like Oliver North as a major character, and like is not this like even last year, last year or uh, Modern Warfare was kind of shitty about some of these politics so it feels like a losing battle at some point uh, just like to point out all the ways call of duty does these like micro things that feel shitty so i at this point it's exhausting to talk about it
0: yeah uh to lauren to uh, to lauren's writing right i understand uh the frustration as far as yeah if reagan is the head honcho for this game then i don't even i don't even want to be represented right i don't even want like the the uh to have that option because because of who Reagan was as a president as is as, as a human being, yeah. uh, that's one of those things that for for me from the outside looking in, that's kind of a hard thing for me to juggle as far as, uh, what you do uh, like, the idea of hey yeah I want to have this group of people represented in the game because represent representation is important, but also like we want to have <laughs> this president represented in the game because of historical accuracy or whatever the case may be, uh. It's a it's a box of worms that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have an answer to.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things of if you're going to if you're going to bring in real world events, you have to be prepared to paint them as ugly as they were. Yeah. And the the gears since Reagan has been president have been very kind to him in terms of reputation, but the reality of it was not that.
0: We have one more question from Brandon H who writes in and says, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is finally coming to Canada. And my fiance was able to get us on the exclusive list to try it before it goes live nationwide. How should we prepare for this epic moment?
1: Uh, don't have that many expectations. It's a good sandwich. That's, that's all you should really care about. Did you actually end up trying one blessing? Oh yeah, no, I had one uh last Saturday. I gave
0: my review on it on the episode that Andrea and Renee was on. Uh mm-hmm. and it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. It was. I I don't I have it tied with the Jollibee chicken sandwich,
1: but I feel like I got it. I I feel like I gotta, I, I well, like I gotta do... chicken sandwich might be going away now. Is it really? Did you not see that thing of like Jolly closing on the 13,000 stores? I mean I saw that, but like The Sandwich like, itself is it probably staying on the hours? menu. But...
0: Our Jollibee? It can't be ours. I didn't see there, a list. There is, like no way. there is no way they're closing a Jollibee in Daly City. I, I is will breathe my Jollibee last breath. Is the line,
2: I have never seen the line not have 10, <laughs> at, at least 10 cars. It is often uh, like in the way and blocking parts of the parking lot.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's in the same lot, as, and I don't want to, like, expose this, but it's in the same lot as a grocery store, and there's more action at that Jollibee than I mean, there is I, in, that, I, in that supermarket. Blessing,
2: just so you know, there is one Jollibee <laughs> in, like, a five-mile all radius, of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So. Still, they cannot – there's I don't no know where this Jollibee on. is going and where. If, if if they close all Jollibees, this Jollibee will be like the last blockbuster. Where it's like somehow they found a way <laughs> because like <laughs> there's so much business going on here that them closing this one, it would have to it would have to work as its own as its own uh, entity at some point. But to your question, Brandon Age, uh, I don't know. Wear a suit, you know, yeah, like dress okay. dress up nice for it. That's how. I'm, that's what I'm gonna say.
2: And then send us the pictures, but like a printout and send it to the PO box and let us yes. know. We'll frame it
0: and send it back. Now it's time to squad up. Delilah writes in with a squad up on PS4 and says, I'm one trophy away from getting the platinum in Code Vein. Can anyone help me get the Exalted Reputation trophy by playing online with me so I can get 400 400 Mark of Honor medals? Thank you in advance for helping me earn my 110th 110th platinum. If you want to add Delilah on PS4 and play with them, you can add them with the username uh, Assassina San. Uh, that is A-S-S-A-S-S-I-N-A dash S-A-N. Assassina San. Now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite it and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Kebabs writes in and says, Specifically, Insomniac dropped 60 FPS after a crack in time, with All for One being the first 30 FPS ra- Ratchet title in 2011. Uh. Ratchet title
2: sounds like it means something else. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait, this is this is breaking news. I know that's bad for you wrong, but the Marvel, the Avengers Battle Pass has paid superheroes, not free. Wait, what? Marvel. hmm. Remember, you
2: can't always trust it. You got to look into it. Yeah, I'm going to
1: open up that link. I'm verifying right now. There's a lot going on in your own
2: pony, right? You know what I mean?
1: I mean, Puss Square is reporting that. Yeah. All right.
0: So the well, the title, the smart man, Push Square writes Marvel's Avengers has a paid battle pass for every superhero after launch. Oh, that can't be good.
1: Does that include like the Hawkeye and the, all that jazz? I just I mean, assume f- they were all free. I like. I don't know if they were. Yeah, that, I think that in- if they're saying every superhero, that would include like Iron Man and like the base ones, right? Starting with Hawkeye, you'll then need to purchase these cards separately for a thousand credits. I'm going to read the, the card. Can only be re- okay. Go for it.
0: Uh, Crystal Dynamics has always promised that superheroes added to Marvel's Avengers after launch will always be free, but what it didn't tell us until now is that the cosmetics associated with those characters will have to be un- oh, unlocked via a purchasable battle pass. Oh, come okay. On, guys,
2: you got to read the whole article. Well, no,
0: the battle pass is purchasable, purchasable but you unlock the cosmetic cosmetics through the battle yeah. pass. The character uh,
1: itself, the story, gameplay mechanics, and locations associated with them will be free of charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that at least is Okay, good. so yeah. I blame my analogist for that one. Yeah. I mean I, he that's he did, still surprising, in the, though. in the
2: chat he was like read the full article so maybe he explains it further in there and then you know now you're blaming mm-hmm. him for something
0: yeah and the <laughs> in like the last paragraph of the article they're like to be clear the character itself in the story gameplay mechanics and locations associated with them will be free of charge uh but yeah, the B- I got. But I'm still curious. Like, are the when they say all the battle passes are do, do those include the base characters? Because I always had the assumption that those that those would be free. But maybe that was just a bad assumption. Because I guess you never have you you've always had to buy battle passes for mm-hmm. uh, games. But the the idea that like are they individually purchasable purchasable for each character? Because that seems egregious. If I'm buying what? five battle passes for one game, I, right, right, am I crazy. Two, no. Well, if they
2: space them out though. Like, let's say if it like, takes in the, in the, two per, months. In the,
0: in the push square article they say $10 for each character, yeah. right? I and mean, we have what? 5 characters at launch, 6 characters at that launch. But That's 60 bucks post launch no. for the battle pass for each character?
2: Yeah, but if right? it's spaced out over 2 years?
0: Well, for post launch,
2: yeah. So it comes with the f- the f- 4, 5? The 6 six people?
0: I'm going to say 6 cuz yeah, Hulk, Ooh. Thor, Captain America, Kamala, oh, dead, Black Widow, Widow I don't think Iron Man. To play. Captain America is gonna come back to life <laughs> at some I'm just, point. Can, I'm no, he's dead.
2: Um, yeah. So it comes with the six, and then the, the, they said how many afterwards. They've
0: confirmed.
1: My worry oh, is that like yeah, the I best see. characters will be like the best cosmetics and costumes will be in the battle pass.
0: I mean, one hundred percent. That's not even a worry. That's gonna be a fact. Yeah. Yeah. But I think okay. I think I'm 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 gonna roll with the assumption that the base because I'm not. It's not clear in the article, but the base characters will probably have a free battle pass and then the dlc characters or not even the dlc the updated characters will have the battle pass which is which is more acceptable
2: but even still i'm really confused on why you're saying the free the base ones will have a free battle pass
0: because okay think about it this way right the game comes out it comes Uh, out with six characters yeah the the battle pass apparently costs $10 for each character. But
2: like what what does the battle pass do? Is it like battle passes like the same way that Fortnite is like you pay for it yeah. and it accelerates your levels thing? Yeah.
0: It yeah, you pay well you pay for it and then yeah, that grants you like a progression system for the characters as but far as like unlocking it, cosmetics and having a thing But to look won't it have to that experience.
2: for free like as cuz you know the way Fortnite has the free version where it's like it takes yeah. you longer to get stuff, like it, w- aren't we assuming that Avengers is going to have that too where it's like
0: you could just I mean, do it yeah. without buying the battle pass. To some extent, yeah, but at the same time, Avengers is also a paid full-price game where like Fortnite is free, and so we kind of like you kind of expect Fortnite to operate the way it does, but with Avengers, right? If I'm paying $60 yeah, for the that's base the game, the opposite.
2: I feel like, like because Fortnite is a free-to-play game, you expect them to try to get money from you in other places.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is oh. that yeah, because Fortnite is free, I kind of expect the battle pass and for what they're doing. For Avengers, I we'll talk about this more on Monday uh, because I've I've got I gotta let this sit and for I've gotta let this whole story come out before I, I try and in yeah, no. blessing is like right that
1: the base characters the base game characters will have their challenge cards lo- unlocked straight away straight away yeah okay. with everyone after that who's not in the initial game starting with Hawkeye, you'll then need to purchase those for a hundred thousand credits thank God and credits cost 10 bucks oh, that much credits cost 10 bucks can you earn it in game? no well this story i don't know for sure Mm, mm. says currency can only be bought bought with real world money
0: and then a couple of other folks in you're wrong are mentioning that spider-man miles morales will will be playable in 4k 60 as the performance mode but we'll also have another graphic setting uh which has not been explained and so more to learn about that next week's host for the show go like this monday it's me and tim Tuesday, it's me and Emron, back at it like a bad habit. Wednesday, is Gary Witta. Thursday, Greg and Tim. And then Friday, Greg and me. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.